0: Hebrews chapter 10, we welcome all of our guests today, and we're so glad you're in the house, Lord. Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to look at two verses of scripture, um, um, verse 19 and verse number 20, and today the message is going to be very simple today, and uh, because that's what I do best is simple, amen, because being simple, amen. But uh, you didn't have to say amen, I can say amen to that. But um, again, I want to say thank you for all of you that were here on Friday night and worshiping God. You were blessed. It was, it was very, very good to be in the house of the Lord on, on Friday night here. Just really, really good. And I, I said this last night at prayer, but I want to say it again. I, I was so excited about what God is doing in Myrtle Creek and in that section there. Uh, with Brother Miles and his church there and the other churches that are there. Just a bunch of people showing up. And Brother uh, Tabor having great, great revival there in Klamath Falls. There's just lots of excellent things going. And as I told the church last night, you that were here, uh, if it can happen down in southern uh, Oregon, it can happen in Portland and in this area. So, amen. And so God is doing things. Again, I welcome all of our guests. Look at verse number 19 of Hebrews chapter 10, as the Apostle Paul is writing here. Verse number 19 of Hebrews chapter 10 says this, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh we'll read verse 20 one more time by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh now how many of you guys have ever heard these words used in advertisement new and improved Everything is new and improved. I think it's just words they put on the outside because I think it's still the same stuff. New and improved, but when you try it, it seems like it's just the same old, same old. But they use that a lot, new and improved. So today I want to preach on this today, the new and improved way. The new and approved way. And today, I'm actually going to show you in Scripture how that this is a new and improved way. The New Testament way. Lord, we're thankful for each soul that is here today. Thankful, Lord, for the precious word. We're thankful for all of our guests, God, that are in the house of prayer today. God, thankful for every saint of God that is here, Lord. You are a mighty God. And today, Lord, open our minds. Give us understanding, Lord, of the word. Give us understanding, God, of your plan. And help us, Lord, to desire God to be more like you every day. We ask these things, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus. To you be all glory and honor. Amen, amen. And you may be seated. Again, you need to be looking around and praying. We still have several people that are sick, battling, and people from everything, flu, strapped throat, you name it. And so you need to be praying for them and text them and encourage them to be in the house of God. Amen. New and improved. When we use the word improved, that means we're going to have to compare it to something else. You can't say, this is improved without there being something for you to compare it to. So I would like for him, if he would, can you put the picture up there of the Old Testament ta- tabernacle? This is it. It's hard to see there. It's a little blurry, but you can see a little bit of it over there on, the, on these two side screens. This is the, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an artist's rendition here. Um, it's, that's not the actual picture. Nobody flew over with a helicopter and took an aerial view. There was nobody was using a drone to take this picture. So it's just what they thought it looked like. Now you can look around the outside of it. That's the children of Israel because their tents were pitched on the outside of this tabernacle. Something I think it's very interesting to know and you can kind of see in this picture is the house of God, the temple of God, the tabernacle was the center of their life. Now when they got up in the morning, if you can look at those tents, you can see where the flap of the tent is pointed. Does anybody see where it's pointed toward? The tabernacle. Because God wanted his people, when they came out in the morning, they wanted them looking toward the house of God or where God was going to reside so the children of Israel would be around all the around the outside now this interesting God has order in everything he does God didn't just say hey guys you pitch anywhere you want to pitch no he said I want this tribe here I want this tribe here and I don't have time today to go into all of what all of that means and why Judah was where he was and all those things but there's a message in that because God does things well folks but I want you to see this picture because today we're going to refer back to this tabernacle plan. And you can see by the picture there was an outer court. And you can see where the, little, the priests are standing by the altar there. And you can see some animals there that were about to be sacrificed. And you can see the smoke and you can see the fire that's coming up off the tabernacle. Now, now go to the next one if you would. Uh, here's another illustration of the layout of that tabernacle plan. This is the whole thing, the outer court and also inside of the holy place and the holy of holies. This is extremely important because today what we're going to be talking about goes back to that plan. So when I say this is a new and improved plan, this is an improvement over that plan. This is what God laid out because there were restrictions on his plan. There were certain things that he had to try to work inside the boundaries of. And one of those was sacrifice that could take away the sins of humanity. That was a big problem in the Old Testament. So here is what they laid out. If you see the very first thing to your right and to my left, the first little square you see there that's orange is the brazen altar. If you look at the little round one the orange one that's round there it says the brazen laver now you can see the other articles that inside of the holy place there but today for time's sake I'm not going to focus on that but I go into this thing called the holy of holies that place called the holies of holies is where the ark of the covenant was or where the glory of God was everybody say the glory of God It's interesting this morning that in our worship service this morning, they sang about God, we want your glory, because I believe God wants to give us his glory. He wants to give us his anointing. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So this picture is a picture of the Old Testament. Everybody say the Old Testament. Say the old plan. (laughs) That was the old plan. See, the Ark of that Covenant, again, represented the glory of God to humanity. That's where the priests would go in and feel the glory of God. Now, when you start looking at the articles that are here, again, look at the square, a little square one that has the orange in it called the brazen altar. When you walked into that outer court, you would come to this place of an altar where the priest would kill an animal for sacrifice. He would kill the animal there. Does anybody know why he would have to kill the animal? Because of the blood and because of sin. The animal had the blood, and it would require a blood sacrifice for them to take away their sins. Now, folks, get this. Thousands of years is littered With the bodies of dead animals that were used for sacrifice. The Lord only knows how many animals were sacrificed so there could be blood sacrifice. Now get this. The animals, these animals that were sacrificed had no imperfections. In reality, they're the last ones that we really should want to sacrifice. But God had a plan. And his plan said, you have to offer these animals because they are the ones without blemish. See, the high priest would take those and they would sacrifice those and that blood would roll their sins ahead for one year. Everybody say just one year. Folks, millions of animals were sacrificed. But get this, this was not the best plan. Somebody say it's not the best plan. But it was God's endorsed plan. This was God's plan for that time. But God had a better plan. He had a better plan. Now we read in Hebrews 10 and 20, it says, By a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us. Everybody say, through the veil. That is his flesh. Whose flesh? Put the the picture back up. Put that picture back up. Now look at this. When you look at the holy place and the holy of holies, do you see that red line that is there? That red line represents this thick, thick veil. And I've talked to you about it, how it took several priests to be able to lift that thing. It was heavy. It was thick. That veil separated the holy place from the holiest of holies. It was where the glory of God was kept inside of a veil. When here, when Paul comes along, he says, guess what? There's a veil there. And this veil there is represented by the body of Jesus Christ. Everybody say, the body of Jesus Christ. Now in the New Testament, God has a new and improved way. Christ, the Lamb of God. Everybody say, Lamb of God. He died once for the sins of all humanity. When Christ died, that lamb, it not only took care of the sins that were going to be committed in the future. The lamb that was slain took care of the sins that had already been committed in the past. The blood covered all sins because now the lamb of God was slain the sacrifice was made where on the cross of Calvary everybody say Calvary Calvary. how many people's ever heard of the cross of Calvary see in the in the Old Testament humanity offered those sacrifices the high priest was a human he's the one that cut that that animal's throat and let that blood spill out but guess what on Calvary Humanity slew the Lamb of God also. Christ didn't kill himself. Christ did not commit suicide on the cross. Humanity nailed him to the cross. Humanity beat his back. Humanity put that that, uh, thorns on his head. Humanity was the one that walked over and took a spear and drove it up into his side. Humanity offered the sacrifice and killed the Lamb of God on the cross. But are you ready? According to the plan of God. God could have stopped that plan. But God looked at everyone in this house today and realized you cannot be saved unless your sins are taken away. And the only way it can be taken away is through a blood sacrifice. See, humanity was doing God's work. He let humanity do His work. Yes, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, died on the cross. And the Bible states this... Jesus gave up the ghost or yielded the ghost. That means he died, folks. But get this. There's a difference between the Old Testament sacrifices and this New Testament sacrifice. You ready? Not one of the sacrifices of the Old Testament came back to life. Couldn't. It couldn't because then it would would void the effect of the blood of the sacrifice and the very reason for which it was being offered, the covering of sin. Thus, not one of the lambs, not one of the oxen, not one of the turtle doves that were killed as a sacrifice in the Old Testament ever came back to life. You need to get your mind around that. But in the New Testament, we have a new and improved plan. And the new and improved plan is better than the Old Testament. Why? Because the Lamb of God, the supreme sacrifice of God that was made for the sins of humanity came back to life, folks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament, when the lamb died, it stayed there, its bones just rotted, it went back to dirt. But the new and improved plan, folks, you can't find the lamb of God on this earth today in a physical form. You can't go to a grave and find the bones of the lamb of God that was slain on the cross of Calvary because it's a new and improved land, he arose. Hallelujah. Woo. You have to understand on that third day, that lamb that was slain on the cross, which was put inside of the tomb, came out of that tomb. Why? Because the presence of God went back into that physical temple. God never died. Everybody shout, God couldn't die. God could not die. That's the reason why since God was not dead, he was busy during those three days. Going where? To hell and getting back to the keys to to both death, hell, and the grave, folks. (laughs) Hallelujah. He went back and got those. Then he's got now the keys to death hell and the great. That's the reason why today the new and improved plan gives me hope. Because I don't have to worry about dying. I don't have to worry about death because with God, there's a plan that's new and improved that I don't have to stay dead. I can arise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout the new and improved way. See, that's what Paul's writing about in here. He says, the new, did you guys catch what he was writing? The new and living. The new and living. You making the connection? Sacrifice the Old Testament, died and it was over. New and improved, new and improved, is now a living way not just a dying way but a living way i am alive in christ jesus because of the cross of calvary it's a new approved and a living way oh hallelujah here's the thing about it is i don't just receive the holy ghost for it to just be a gift i have It makes me alive like I've never been alive before. It's a living way, folks. We live different, and we go a different way than we've ever gone before. You got a witness in the house today? I don't know about you, but this is the best life you could ever live, is having this new and improved way to live. Now you say, Pastor, what is that about up here on this? Thank you for asking today the old plan God laid out was really also a plan that works for us today again looking at that little square orange called the brazen altar when they came in the very first thing they had to do was offer a blood sacrifice something had to die everybody say something had to die There had to be something that died before we could go to the little round one. That little round one with the orange in the middle, that's called the brazen laver. You know what was in the laver? Come on, say it. (laughs) Do you know why? Because after the priest was done at the brazen altar, he would have blood on him that he didn't need to have on him to take into the holy. And there's a sermon there. <laughs> yeah. To take into the holies of holies, he had to take it in. We can't go there. I don't have time. So what he would do then is he would go and wash himself in the brazen labor so he could go into the holy of holies. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh. oh, somebody getting the picture here? Yes. Then he said, Paul said, The only way you can get into this new and improved plan is to go through that little red mark there called the veil. It's the only way back then that the priests could do. They had to go through the veil to get into the glory of God. Today we have to go through the veil if we're going to get into the glory of God. That's why Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life life new and improved living way because jesus was the path that you have to walk to get to the holy place or to the glory of god jesus already walked the walk how did jesus walk the walk how was he the way that we have to go Acts 2 and 38. Look at Acts 2 and 38, folks. This is the way that Jesus walked to be the way. He is the truth and he is the life. Acts 2 and 38. 37 first. Put 37 up there first. Verse 37 says this. After Peter gets done preaching in Acts chapter 2, he says this. Now when they heard this. They were pricked in their hearts. That's God dealing with people. See, today in this house when we're preaching and today in this house when they were worshiping, you may have felt something dealing with you. Guess what that is? That's the move of the Holy Ghost or the pricking of the Holy Ghost in your life, folks. It's God dealing with you. That's the same thing that happened with them there. And they said, Peter, that's the guy who was preaching, And to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Today, if you've been feeling, or maybe you've been feeling it for several days, God's been dealing with your life, you may have been saying, now what am I supposed to do with this? Go to the next verse. Look at this. Everybody say, this is in the Bible. Everybody say, this is a new and improved way. Oh, man. And guess what? This is not false advertisement. People get sued because of false advertisement. I'm telling you, this new and improved way, this is not false advertisement. This is the genuine right here. Now here's Peter's response to it. He said, you need to repent. What's repentance? Number one is, it's godly sorrow. That's when you feel sorry for the wrong you've been doing. Repentance is more than words we speak. It's the actions we commit to. There's deeds with repentance. What do you mean? We need to pray and say, God, forgive me for everything I've done wrong. God, I need you, Lord, to forgive me. There has to be a place of repentance. You have to ask God to forgive you of your sins, but then you have to then change the way you are living and align yourself with this precious word. Amen? Repentance is something you have to do. I cannot do that. You have to do that. But look what he says next, and be baptized. everybody say I've got to be baptized. Be baptized. Come on, everybody say, I got to be baptized. I be baptized. Baptized how? Every one of you in the name, there's no other way in the Old Test- in the New Testament. You cannot show me one place from Matthew to Revelation where anybody was baptized any other way than in the name of Jesus Christ. It's not there. For the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Put the picture back up. (laughs) I'm almost done. That's why this is so important, because the old plan laid out the new plan. See, the brazen altar was a place of sacrifice. Guess what it represents in this verse I read? Repentance. This flesh has to die. We don't kill ourselves.